All right, praise the Lord. That's funny, last week, and I fixed it, I had uh, uh, my little Bluetooth thing here, and so it recorded the whole message from my pocket. <laughs> and so you heard it swishing around out there. And it's amazing, I think I told you, but uh, I mean, we, it, it, uh, there's some, a, a lot of people, uh, you know, listen to this even though they're not here, but I'm just glad we're here. Okay, so anyway, uh, real, real quick, just remind you where we're at. The Bible is such a short book, it really is. But the overwhelming part of it is is by design because, like I say, there are influences in this world. There are fallen angels, there's demons, and obviously we know one of them by name in the scriptures, Satan, and he's doing everything he can do to try to wreck your life. The Bible says that what Jesus said, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Steal, let's think for a minute. He didn't want you getting any of this knowledge. He doesn't want you reading your Bible. If you have ever any trouble sleeping at night, read your Bible. Read it out loud. You'll, boom, you'll fall asleep. Praise the Lord. Nothing wrong with that. God wants you to fall asleep, but praise the Lord. It's just kind of interesting to know that uh, if you try to dedicate your life to every morning at 4 in the morning or 7 in the morning or at 12 or something, you know, you're going to find that that time to read that Bible is going to be so competed against because there's a force trying to keep you from reading this. But anyway, it makes sense because this, is, uh, this gives you information about the Lord. I mean, what would we be all coming up with our own ideas? But anyway, the book of Genesis, Genesis means beginning. It doesn't mean, well, it's our interpretation and whatever. No, God had said he created the earth in how many days? One, two, three, four, five, six. And he made that seventh day a holy day. That's what he says in Genesis chapter 2. Anyway, from there on, this is history. So then Adam and Eve, of course, they know they fell. Okay, then it's genealogy. It's all right there. It's not very long. It's only ten, ten granddads. Granddad, 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 granddad. It quits in a minute. You wouldn't fall asleep. Even a third grader could catch that. Oh, granddaddy, granddaddy, granddad. If you, if you say Robert and Bill and Steve and whatever instead of, you know, Methuselah and <laughs> names like that, whatever. But anyway, goes real quick. Anyway, all of a sudden, by after Noah and the flood and all that kind of stuff took place, that's, they were on that ark for three chapters, and that starts in the sixth chapter. And then it's Abraham. And that's where we get what's going on today in the news. It's Israel or whatever, all this kind of stuff. Iran, what's Iran want to do? Death to Israel. Why? It's a fake. It's, no, it's not a fake. And Iran's got ties back to Abraham's other son, Ishmael. That's where that group come from. And God told Ishmael's mom that he's going to live next to his kin and he's going to create trouble. Okay, so anyway. You ever heard of the Iran talk about the 12th Imam? Get it out of the book of Genesis right there. He tells, when he tells, see, uh, Ishmael's mom, Hagar, run away. She ran away one time, and the angel said, what are you doing? This is in Genesis chapter 17, something like that. Anyway, uh, he said, go back. You're going to have a son. Act like you should, because she got a little haughty towards Sarah. Remember, Sarah was her master, whatever. And Sarah's going to have who? Isaac, okay. But anyway... She comes back and, oh, that's your dog. He's in on the message. I hear him whistling up there. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, is that the tornado sirens? <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. But, anyway, that's not. but anyway, so Hagar's got this son, Ishmael. But Ishmael, the Lord says he's going to live next to his kin. And he was there when Abraham died. Uh, Isaac and Ishmael buried uh, uh, Abraham. And he was a good guy. But that group, just like the Canaanites, you know, the Canaanites came from Noah's son, Ham. That whole group. Everybody was wiped out after the flood. They all started there. But anyway, uh, so, but anyway, when uh, about uh, Ishmael there, it says, tw- he, 12 princes shall come from him. 
And that's where you get to that. They claim the 12th Imam, whatever. Well, they're waiting for this next one. They're not, they're not going to blow away Jesus. This stuff is true. Okay, but anyway, the book of Genesis goes all the way. It, it closes up with uh, everybody's down in Exodus. I mean, Exodus. They're in Egypt, okay? And then uh, Exodus is where you pick up with Moses. And Moses says, let my people go. Okay, then they get out, and of course, this should act, I like it when it says L-E-V, because it's the it's book of the Levites. It's how they were supposed to function in that tabernacle. It was a portable tabernacle. Remember, they're on the way to the promised land. They just got out, and this is what's so funny. I was telling Melody last night at Krispy Kreme, the Passover, you've got to say it never happened. You have to say the Passover never happened if you're going to go that far. And there was no such thing as Egypt. There was no such thing. That's baloney. It did happen. It was a miracle. And it's sad today that although Jesus says, I say Jesus, it's the Lord because he was there. The 10th chapter of Exodus. Oh, what stories you can tell your grandchildren about what fools I made of the Egyptians and their gods. But we're silent today. And you need to think, how many plagues can you remember? Uh, Flies. Yeah. We should know them all. It helps you when you remember those things. You go, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Because remember, the flies didn't come on you. God said, they're only going to happen to the Egyptians. They won't happen. And it says, so I can make a distinction. Praise the Lord. Wow. Okay. And he said it was a yearly thing to celebrate Passover. And of course, today, you and I in the church, we say Easter. But Jesus died on the Passover. And uh, we still remember it today. Oh, and the Bible actually tells us in the New Testament, he's our Passover. Okay, so anyway, the Levites get their instructions on how to act. And then here we are today. We're at the book of Numbers. We're on the way to the promised land. And of course, remember what happened? They got there and they said, well, we can't go in there. And they didn't say, well, we can't go in there because you sent a lot of lice and a lot of bulls and a lot of hail and darkness. and the de-. No, they didn't remember any of that stuff. They go, we can't go in there. Moses is out of his mind. Oh, man. So they had to go marching back toward uh, the Red Sea for 40 years. I mean, so you got to understand, God was, look, they, if we're not going to believe him, we're going to be in trouble, you know. We have not because we ask not. Okay, so here we go. Let's see where we pick up here in Numbers. So they're still uh, wandering around in this 40-year time frame, but it goes quick. And we're going to pick up here in Numbers chapter, uh, chapter 18. I want to back up to 17 just to show you. Uh, this was the wooden rod. We see that in New Testament. Okay, anyway, uh, you can go back and listen to this message if you want to, but uh, the Lord had that wooden rod uh, get everybody's, all the, 12, all the 12 tribes, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jacob's 12 sons. He had 12 sons. There was two moms. They fought like the Dickens against each other. I'm going to have more kids than you. <laughs> I'm going to have more kids than you. One of them was barren, <laughs> you know, but all of a sudden she had Benjamin and Joseph. Actually, Joseph first, and she died when she had Benjamin. But anyway, it's a really interesting story. It's, it's not like it's make-believe. But anyway, so these 12 tribes, those 12 sons, that's where all these tribes came from. And so for 400-something years, they were in bondage. Well, they were in Egypt, and they came out, basically all of Atlanta. So all of Atlanta here is now having to play around out here in the wilderness. But God is still taking care of them. Pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. And the Lord says, spoke to Aaron, this is Numbers 18, verse 1. You and your sons and your families are responsible for any desecration of the sanctuary. Now remember, this is a portable thing, but it's covered with gold and stuff, all the utensils and stuff. Let's watch what he says. And he said, and they'll be held completely liable for any, any impropriety in your priest, priestly work. Now remember, 
Aaron's sons got charred, burned to pieces because they thought, well, I'll just go in there with any old kind of incense. You know, whoops. You know, you can't do that. You, know, you had to have what God had said because man has no approach. See what a difference we have today? Now we got him coming to us right to our doorstep. Praise the Lord. Okay. Your kinsmen, the tribe of Levi, are your assistants. But only you and your sons may perform the sacred duties in the tabernacle itself. The Levites must be careful not to touch any of the sacred articles or the altar, lest I destroy both them and you. And they said, well, what got your... No. This blood, even if it was the blood of bulls and goats and all this kind of stuff, it, it purified where they could... Basically, God had left where he was and was living among, among his people. Let's keep going. All right. And he says in verse 4, he says, No one who is not a member of the tribe of Levi, Levi shall assist you in any way. Remember, only the priests are to perform the sacred duties within the sanctuary at the altar. If you follow these instructions, look at this. The wrath of God will never fall again upon any of the, look at this, people of Israel for violating this law. Well, now remember, we've already seen in stories the wrath of God was already kicking up and wiping out. And he says, if you'll just let the Levites and the priests, well, actually the priests, Priest, you guys do this stuff and we're never going to have any wrath. Guess what? Because of what Jesus has done, Matthew, uh, not Matthew, but uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 9, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 9. Just, it's just New Testament. It says, we're redeemed from the wrath of God. Praise the Lord. Wow. John 3, 16, God so loved the world, gave his only begotten son. Remember that? The next verse says, but he that doesn't believe in him, the wrath of God abides on him. Well, wait a minute, I'm in John 3.16. Well, guess what? Hello, there's no wrath on you. Quit believing that every few seconds you're in the judgment. You're not. He said, if you guys will keep this... Now, see, Jesus is keeping it for us today. He said, the wrath of God will never fall upon you. Now, you know what happened to the Israelites when King so-and-so and King so-and-so and King so-and-so decided, well, we don't need God anymore. We're just going to worship this idol over here. We're going to worship the sun, the moon, and the stars, and we're going to throw our kids to the fire. No wonder it went downhill. Good grief. Okay. Verse 6. I'll say it again. Your kinsmen and your Levites are your assistants for the work of the tabernacle. They are a gift to you from the Lord. But your sons and your sons... But you and your sons, the priests, shall personally handle all the sacred services. Okay. Including the altar and all that's within the veil. For the priesthood is your special gift of service. Anyone else who attempts to do these, perform these duties shall die. Mm. Remember, God gave specific instructions on how to purify yourself. Stay with it. Watch this. The Lord gave further instructions to Aaron. I've given the priest all the gifts which are brought to the Lord by the people. Now watch this. Look at this. All the offerings presented to the Lord by the gesture of waving. See, they brought, there was a fire in there and stuff, and they bring in stuff, and they just wave it. And you were outside, and you were watching, because you brought your grain in. You brought in your, basically your tithes. We're just going to say that in a minute, you know. And you brought it before the Lord. It wasn't a fake thing. And today, when you give your money to the Lord or give your time or whatever, it's not a fake thing. That's the reason the world has tried to jump in, and they go, Preacher so-and-so on TV, the ten most wealthiest preachers. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad. Hallelujah. They didn't gamble over Jesus' dirty underwear. What would those Roman soldiers want? Gambling over his clothes. He had the finest threads. The scripture says they put his clothes back on him when they took him to the cross. Because why? We're going to gamble for this stuff when we get there. Then they took the stuff off and he was exposed naked and then they... 
and they didn't want, remember the, 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 the big cloth he had on? They weren't going to cut it because it was, one, it was one whole solid piece. Man, that was a mink coat or something. Man, it was nice. All this stuff in the tabernacle was made out of gold. The lampstand was 105 pounds worth of, lamp, uh, worth of gold itself. Okay, here we go. So by the gesture of waving this stuff, uh, they, all these gifts belong to you and your sons by permanent law. The grain offerings, the sin offerings, the guilt offerings are yours. Except the sample presented to the Lord by burning it on the altar. All of these are most holy offerings. Wow. They are to be eaten in the, only in the most holy place and only by the men. But now he was still saying the women and your families can eat it too. But the, these, he was referring to those, uh, the sin offering and the guilt offering ones. Uh, all other gifts presented to me by the gesture of waving them before the altar are for you and your families. You know, one of the wave things was, was the wine. That's the reason I say, gosh, we've cheated ourselves out of this toasting before the Lord. Well, I wouldn't want to go before the Lord and have a toast. Well, first off, you need to understand what he's trying to do. He wants you to know that he's God, but not, well, you know, I'm God, and then you better, you know. He's to be your God to help you when you have trouble. And I, I, oh, you know, my dad came over the other day, and he was talking about they moved this, took this cancer off, took this cancer off, took this off, and he's just, I mean, he's 80-something years old and whatever, and I understand getting old and stuff, but we have a mighty God, Hallelujah. And it doesn't matter if they mention cancer to you. You go before the Lord with your strong drink. It's, it tells you. And we should be doing this at home. You know, praise the Lord. I mean, I, I know that stuff tastes nasty, whatever, but whatever. I, <laughs> yeah, but you ought to take time out, whatever. And it doesn't matter. If, it, it doesn't matter. You should know that you and Jesus... Uh, notice he says here in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Now he says, I will sup with him, which means we're going to have dinner together. He should tell him all of your problems. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Get that down in your life and realize it's so. Instead of like, well, I don't want to bother him. He don't have time. Oh, please. Well, he'll never have time for you if you treat him that way. Praise the Lord. All these gifts presented by the, uh, they're for your families, your sons alike. For all the members of your family may eat. These, unless anyone is, notice that, ceremonially unpure. Ooh, what's that? Well, we're going to get to that. Yours are also the first of the harvest gifts, which the people bring in as offerings to the Lord. The best of the olive and the... I can't believe the preachers. See how far we are. We draw lines and then we miss the miracles. We think, well, he just shouldn't be... Oh, please. Good grief. And every other crop. Your families may eat these unless they are... Look at that phrase, ceremonially defiled. Hmm, I wonder what that is. Well, you can fix that. And it was a regular occurrence. So everything dedicated to the Lord shall be yours. Include, look at this, the firstborn sons of the people of Israel. What's all this firstborn sons about? The death angel passed and killed who? Killed every firstborn male in Egypt. Didn't get the Jews, though. That's because they put the blood here and what they, 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 they chose God. And he says, hey, all of these firstborn males... In all of Israel, they're mine. But look at this. Look at this. You don't have to. Lord, no, we don't sacrifice them. Watch this. However, you may never accept the firstborn, nor the firstborn, no, excuse me, nor the firstborn of any animals that I do not permit for food. Instead, there must be a payment of two and a half bucks. That'd be nice. Now, this was written in 1960-something. So be, the dollars would be in 1960, how much you could get for $2.50. We'll just say maybe it's 10 bucks now, whatever. Wow. That's still rather cheap. You just went to the Lord, especially when you had a child. Now, this is Old Testament. It's not what we do today. But believe you me, somebody paid for you. Jesus did. Nowadays, praise the Lord. 
Okay, this is just the firstborn son. However, the firstborn cows, sheep, goats may not be bought. They must be sacrificed to the Lord. Their blood is sprinkled upon the altar, and that fat shall, their fat shall be burned as a fire offering. It's very pleasant to the Lord. The meat of this, these animals shall be yours. Okay. Now, don't lose it right here. This is, this is all so short, and we miss some good things here because we think, well, oh, my God, look at these crazy little rules. They're not crazy at all. Watch this. The meat of these animals are yours, including the breast, the right thigh, as presented to the Lord. See, the book of Levi would tell you that what you do, you take the right thigh and whatever and all this kind of stuff. It, it, it tells tell the Levites what to do. Yes, I've given you all these wave offerings bought to the, brought by the people of Israel to the Lord. They are for you and your families as food. It's a permanent contract between the Lord and your descendants. Now, you priests may own no property. Now, there's a reason for this. Because the Lord is your inheritance. They actually wound up having a lot of... Uh, of territory that the Lord gave them. They had cities too. You'll have no other income, for I'm all that you need. Do you remember when Jesus sent the disciples out? And it's in Matthew chapter 10. And he even reminded of it right the night he was crucified. He said, when I sent you out, and I told you don't take a coat, don't take a walking stick, don't take any money. He said, did you ever lack for anything? And they go, no, we didn't. <laughs> I mean, praise the Lord. God always provided. Right then. He didn't say, well, it's going to take five days for this money to kick in. Oh, you kidding kicks in the second Jesus said it, as soon as he sent him out. Okay, as for the tribe of Levi, your relatives shall be paid for their service with the tithes of the entire land of Egypt. Well, I don't believe in no tithing. Well, trust me, there was a day I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't want to listen. I, I, it was so hard to let go of some money. You know, tithe means tenth, a tenth. Uncle Sam has taken 30% out of my paycheck. <laughs> 30%, good grief. Huntsville Utilities, oh man, they're taking about 12%. Gee, Oh, man. Okay, let's keep rolling here. He said that from now on, uh, let's see, where did I get to? Yeah. Uh, For the people's tithes offered to the Lord by the gesture of waving before the altar shall belong to the Levites. Okay, uh, these are their inheritance, and so they have no need for any property. And the Lord said to Moses, tell the Levites to give the Lord a tenth of the tithes. In other words, well, I got a tithe, now I got to give a tenth of it. But now where's it going? Watch this. To present it to the Lord by the waving before the altar, the Lord will consider this as your first of the harvest offering to him of grain and, there it is again, that drinking stuff, wine, as though they were your own property. This tithe of the tithe shall be selected from the choicest part of the tithe you receive from the Lord's portion and shall be given to Aaron the priest. Golly, if I keep giving God the best part of this stuff, this is a bum deal. Oh. You're missing it. You've got more confidence in failure than you do in a God that you can't feel, see, and touch. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Let me just tell you, after some kings, they lost it to Nebuchadnezzar. They were way in the hole. I mean, they didn't hardly believe in anything. Look at this. This is Malachi. He was a prophet, okay? And let me back up just a second, and he'll tell you who the guy was. Okay, Malachi, where am I at? Uh, Micah, 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 Malachi. Malachi chapter 1, boom, who was he? This was about 800 and something years later. Uh, here's the message of Israel given to the prophet Malachi. Uh, let's see, uh, well, he didn't, state, he didn't state what time, I mean, when he was. But anyway, he's mentioned it other places. But anyway, let's go to the, the third chapter in a second, because he mentions this thing about, see, because they were, they'd already came back. Yeah, they, matter of fact, they mentioned they already came back from Daniel in the lion's den. They lost their nation. They came back. They built the walls of Jerusalem again. They're back. And then they're going, I don't know about all this stuff about the Lord. I don't know. Look what he says. Uh, get down here to it. Notice verse 6. I am the Lord. I don't change. 
probably hear that a lot. I'm the Lord, I change not. Well, read the whole book and get more out of it. Okay. That's why you're not, and that's why you're not utterly destroyed, for my mercy endures forever. Uh, Though you have scorned my laws from earliest time, yet you may still return to me, says the Lord. I'll forgive you. Now, notice this. Now, he's going to talk about what we just said, giving to the Lord. But you say, well, we've never gone away. Look what he says. Will a man rob God? Surely not. Yet you've robbed me. I beg your pardon. I beg you. I never robbed God. Look what he says. Gee. We never robbed you. Oh, you've robbed me? Look at that. Well, yeah, I'd have to admit when I was, <laughs> I was doing it regularly, I was like, man, I just couldn't let go. I was like, man, I just, I just like, man, I, I, I need, this is my McDonald's money tonight, you know. I, was, I mean, I was just in high school, I mean, college, and I thought, God, you can do without my $10, please. I mean, I, I had all kinds of excuses. But I'll never, I'll never forget when I took this as real. That, here's what happened. Watch this. He said, and so the awesome curse of God is cursing you. What? No, I don't remember. We're only talking 10% here. For your whole nation has been robbing me. Robbing me? That's what the scripture says. Now watch this. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be food enough in my temple. See, that's what he was saying. This is a permanent law. Get this in there so the Levites and all this, they'll have all this functioning stuff to do. It's not like, well, I don't, I, we better, let's let the state take care of this. No, we ain't letting the state take care of this. Here's why. Look at this. If you do, oh my gosh, I will open up the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing so great you won't have room to take it in. Now you're at decision point. Do you believe that or do you think it's, oh, it's fables. It's fables. There was no such thing as creation. It was just Big Bang. It's evolution. This place has been around for, let's see, what they say? It's four billion years old. Oh, I know the signs say there's no way because we've got the same comets and comets only last 100,000 years. So, yeah, there's, but there's got to be some reason there's, there's the same comets that we've always had. No, this place is less than 10,000 years old. There's evidence of a flood all over this whole earth where you can go. There was a flood. They just don't want to say, well, I, it was, it, it, it's not Noah's flood, you know. Got T-Rex flesh that they found. And their, their answer to that in South Carolina, North Carolina, wherever they found it, they go, well, isn't it amazing that that flesh survived for 70 million years? Because we know nobody's ever seen a dinosaur. Whole time, civilizations all around the world have stories of what's called dragons. Why do they have scales? Why do they look so much like T-Rex? Why do they look like this? Marco Polo, in his writings, he went to China. He's got drawings. They had these things, and what they were, a third grader can look and go, oh, that's that dinosaur, daddy. They had chariots that were being pulled by these things. What's another one? Uh, Who's this guy? Napoleon, yeah. When he came up in the Dakotas, this thing ran him out in his historical records. We had to get out of there, (laughs) whatever it was. The Thunderbird. Go look and see what that was. It had that barb on the back of the head. Could it be a pterodactyl? Oh, please. Man. They actually say there's still some hanging around now. Anyway, let's keep going. So anyway, so is this myths or legends? No. I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. You don't have enough room. Look at this. Try it. Let me prove it. God just wants my money. Well, actually, it ain't God. It's a man. That man just all... I, I could, don't give your money here. This is what I love. But don't put your money here. Put it somewhere else. Now, if you want to, yeah. But put it somewhere else. It's got nothing to do with me. But I tell you what, I, I, I am so shocked at watching in all these years what the Lord has done for me 
just because, not because I listened to some preacher, but because I found out these things were so. Look at this. Look at the same words Jesus said here in the 10th chapter. Let me get down here to it. Oh, where it happened. Uh, let's see. I passed it. Shh. Look at this. Look at this. Uh, notice he's talking about rich people. He says here, the disciples were incredulous. Who in the world could be saved if not a rich man? See, they were rich. They were not poor peasants. Jesus looked at them and said, without God, it's impossible. But with God, everything's possible. Peter began to mention that he and the disciples, uh, uh, all they, hit, they left behind. See, they left their fishing stuff. They, I'm going with you. We've given up everything to follow you. Same thing, because it was the Lord that said this in Malachi. Just four books prior to this. Let me assure you. So let him assure you. Okay, I'm going to be calm. None of you has ever given up anything. Home. You ever given away a home to somebody? People do that. Flex one, bless you. I want to give you this home. Brothers, sisters, mother, father, children, or property for the love of me and to tell others the good news who won't be given back. Look at this. Look, don't fall asleep. A hundred times over homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, and lands with persecutions. Wow. No, you're going to get a little criticism for it, but who cares? Look at this. All these will be his on earth. So quit saying when you get to heaven. Start looking behind you. My Lord. Remember, he just said, prove me. Prove me. Prove me. Wow. Well, somebody's lying. And it ain't God. It's not the scriptures. Okay, praise the Lord. Let's go back here to, to numbers again. Okay, so we were at uh, 17. No, I think we were 18. Where were we? Yeah, we were 18. Okay. So, bring all these ties in there. Okay, we got it. Praise the Lord. Oh, uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it'll be the, the selected from the choices, 28 from the choices. Okay, it'll be credit to you just as though it were your own threshing floor. And, Lord, we're going to lose people if you keep talking like this, drinking stuff. <laughs> Shoot, we're losing people anyway because we're not telling people the story. All right, Aaron and his sons and their families may eat in their homes anywhere they wish. For uh, this is their compensation for their service in the temple. And God's not going to do a blooming thing for us. Oh, yes, he will. He said, prove me. You bring this stuff in here, you'll have so much, so much in abundance. Anyway, your Levites will not be held guilty for accepting... Uh, the Le you Levites will not be held guilty for accepting the Lord's tithes if you give the best of the tenth uh, to the priest. Beware that you do not treat the holy gifts of the people... You mean my money? Yeah, your money, whatever you give, if you give a car, you give this or whatever, or give your time or whatever, that's holy to the Lord. God knows what you're doing because you didn't have to do that. You did it because you trusted Him. Anyway, of the people of Israel, and they were uh, as though they were common lest you die. Wow, something serious about that. All right, real quick, watch this. The Lord said to Moses, here's another one of my laws. Now what you're going to see, well, let's just read them, I'll show you. Tell the people of Israel to bring you a red heifer. Oh, what? Yeah. Without defect. One that's never been yoked. Give her to Eliezer the priest, and he shall take her outside the camp. So the priest is taking this thing out, outside the camp. What's he going to do with it? And someone kills her. Eliezer, he's high priest. Now, you need to think of this guy being Jesus, Okay. He'll take some of her blood. It's kind of like a deer. If I kill a deer, you know, I get all my hands, whatever. Eliezer watched this guy kill it. He took some of the blood. Watch what he does here. He sprinkles it 
seven times. <laughs> Myths and legends. I mean, what, this is foolish. No, God is in that tabernacle. Your high priest, all Israel didn't do this. Your high priest standing in there for you who has a right to do this, to help you and I, to cause these blessings to come all over us. He takes that blood because thank God the cow died and not you. Hallelujah. He sprinkles it toward that tabernacle seven times implying that I don't care what Gavin's done, Bob's done, Myrna, Laura, any of us have done, Paul or Dustin, Alex, any of us in this room, doesn't matter. We are purified before the Lord. Praise the Lord. Right, here's what happened. So then someone shall burn the heifer as he watches. So the priest is watching. And I may tell you, if I was a priest, I'd be cutting up with him. Well, how are we doing? You know, <laughs> about gone now, isn't it? You know. And if I was the burnee or the burner, I'd be asking the priest some questions, stuff I didn't know, you know, whatever. So you're watching this thing burn down to nothing. Okay. Then someone uh, shall burn the heifer, her hide, her meat, her blood, her dung. That's a four letter word for, excuse me. Four-letter word. I'll just say it. Poop. Had you go in there. Whatever. There's a bunch of four-letter words, and you can say whichever one you want. The, the, the lack of saying four-letter words is not going to kick you out of heaven. Praise the Lord. Eliezer shall take cedar and wood and hyssops and scarlet thread and throw them into the burning fire. So now look what he did. Here's the heifer over here burning, and he takes these branches, throws them in there. This is in the New Testament we're fixing to see. Okay, watch this. Eli okay, all right. Uh, then he must wash his clothes, okay, and bathe. This was Eliezer. Afterward, return to the camp and be, look at that. He's the high priest. He was following the Lord's directions. And guess what? He's ceremonially defiled. <laughs> well, that's a bum deal. No, see, we're missing it. Adam's sin is what's created all this problem, okay? Adam's sin is what made you and I detestable in the sight of the Lord. But thank God, Jesus got us back. It's such a strong thing that what, by one man's offense, the scripture says, one man's sin, death reigned. Okay, anyway. All right, anyway. And remember, you had to have this cow. It represented death for you and I. And so that's the reason the priest is now, he's defiled. Watch this. And the one who burns the animal, he's got to wash his clothes. And he too is defiled. I just follow an order. Man, I just, no, don't worry about the ceremony defiled. You're going to be so shocked in a minute we see something. The one who is not ceremonially defiled, say Dustin was standing there. Well, God, he's just God's favorite. No, he's not. Well, he is his favorite. We're all his favorite. But it was just one that hadn't touched the dead thing there. Whatever. Okay, anyway. He shall gather up the ashes of the heifer, place them in some purified place outside a camp. And they'll be kept for the people of Israel as a source of water for the purification ceremony. I want to jump ahead just a second. I have heard that somewhere before. Yeah. Good old John. Good old first miracle. He was at a wedding of Cana. The wine fell, ran out. I can't help you. It's not my time for miracles. He said, six stone water, parts, water pots were there for the Jewish ceremonial purpose. Now let's go back to the red heifer. What was that red heifer up to? Of course, we know Jesus took <laughs> he took those six water pots and said, "Hey, put water in them," and he turned water he turned them into he turned them into wine. Probably red wine, since it was a red heifer. Okay, let's go. Where were we? We were at nineteen. Boom! Here we go. Watch this. All right. So now, 
Uh, look at this. Someone who is not pure. Let's say Dustin. Dustin gathered up all the ashes. Now, of course, guess what? He's going to be ceremonially defiled in a moment because now he's gathering up these ashes. Okay. They'll put them in a purified place where they'll be kept for the people of Israel as a source of water for the purification ceremonies. What? You can't do that. Oh, yeah, you can too. The removal of sin. Golly. Yeah, but, but, but I know that I'm, I'm not the Lord's favorite. I mean, the Lord won't heal me. Oh. Yeah, and you're going to go run after that other God. Dagon, yeah. Or oh, I'm going to worship the Zodiac. I'm going to worship this. Golly. And you know how they got themselves in trouble? They weren't listening. They weren't, if they would just listen, they'd be like, you know what, I'm going to stick with that. But they wouldn't. Okay. Anyway. Uh, removal of sin. And the, and the one who gathers up the ashes, too bad, Dustin. Okay. He must wash his clothes and he's defiled. <laughs> he's defiled until evening. Okay. Anyway. This is a permanent law for the benefit of the people of Israel. Any foreigners living among It was. Because Jesus turned those six water pots. He turned them into wine that day. Anyone who touches a dead human body shall be defiled. Good grief. What? And must purify himself the third and the seventh days with the water run through the ashes of the red heifer. Then he'll be purified. Are you washed in the blood? Remember the other scripture says the washing of the water of the word? This is where it's coming from. But if he does not do this on the third day, he'll continue to be defiled even after the seventh day. Anyone who touches a dead person and doesn't purify himself in this manner has, spe- uh, in this manner specified, has defiled the tabernacle of the Lord and be excommunicated. Remember, God, Jesus said Himself, "I didn't come to tear the law apart." He said, "I came to what fulfill it." Every bit of this was fulfilled in Jesus. Wow. Okay. But anyway, look at this: the cleansing water. Good grief! It's just a dead red cow. The cleansing water was not sprinkled upon him, so the defilement continues. When a man dies in a tent, oh, brother, there are various regulations. Everyone who enters the tent or who are in it at the time shall be defiled. What did I do? Just went to a funeral? Remember, all this death stuff, because man was not originally intended to die. Okay, anyway, let's keep reading. We're about done with this. The container in the tent with the lid over it is defiled. No, without a lid, it's defiled. If someone is out in the field and touches a dead person, oh, brother, God, wow, yeah. He's toast too. Look at this. Been killed in battle or died in any other way. If he touches a bone or a grave, he's defiled seven days. To be purified again, ashes from the red heifer sin offering. Wow. Are to be added to the spring of water in a kettle. The person who is not defiled, he goes in there with a bucket and slings this stuff around and all the pots and pans and anyone who's been defiled in the tent by touching a bone or, or someone who has been killed or otherwise dead or touched a grave. This shall take place on the third and the seventh days the defiled person may wash his clothes, bathe, and that evening he will be out from underneath defilement. God, you're crazy with this stuff. No, he wasn't. He was trying to be around us, trying to help us all. Anyone who is defiled and doesn't purify himself shall be excommunicated. Now, that's not a good thing. Wow. He's defiled the sanctuary of the Lord and the, uh, and the water to cleanse him has not been sprinkled upon him. Therefore, he's, he's defiled. It's a permanent law. The man who sprinkles the water afterward, must he's got to wash his clothes. He's defiled too. Good grief. Now, let's go to something real quick. Can these things really be so? Yeah, look at this. For some reason, I can't get over there. Uh, mm. I'll do it this way. Bingo, let's do it that way. Do that. I'll get there. You can't get me out of here. Okay. All right, here we go. Now, 
In that first agreement between God and His people, there were rules for worship and a sacred tent. That's what we're just looking at. Inside that place of worship, there were two rooms. One contained the golden candlestick, the table with the special loaves, bread upon it. It's called the holy place. There was a curtain. Behind the curtain was called the Holy of Holies. In that room was a golden incense altar and all these special things. Let me skip down here just a little bit. The Ten Commandments were in there. La, da, 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 da. Okay. All right. Here we go. Oh. Let me go to the tenth chapter. Excuse me. Let me get the tenth chapter. Jumped ahead too far. Okay. All right, the old Jewish laws gave us a dim foretaste of the good things Christ would do for us. The sacrifices of the old system were repeated again and again, year after year. But even so, they could never save those who lived under the rules. If they could have, one offering would have been enough. The worshipers would have been cleansed once all and, for, and their feelings of guilt be gone. But just the opposite happened. Those yearly sacrifices reminded them of their disobedience and their guilt. Okay, let's keep going. Instead of relieving their minds. Look at this. For it's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats really take away sins. Now let's touch this right here. What's this? The blood of bulls and goats merely covered over the sins, taking them out of sights for hundreds of years until Jesus came to die on the cross. Anyway, there he gave his own blood and took away our sins. But no, let's keep going. Watch this. That's why Christ came into the, into the world. Oh God, the blood of bulls and goats cannot satisfy you, for you've already read, made ready this body of mine to lay upon the sacrifice. Okay. Uh, hang on. Let me see. I passed something. Hang on a second. It's the ninth chapter. I was there. I had it right here. There it is right there. Okay, excuse me. Oh, let me, let me pick up with, in the ninth chapter here, verse 11. He came as high priest of this better system that we now have. He went into a far greater perfect tabernacle in heaven, not made by man, nor this part of the world. In other words, Jesus, remember when Mary, she grabbed him after he was resurrected, and he says, don't touch me. I've not yet ascended. A few minutes later, he's telling his disciples, handle me, a spirit hath not flesh and bone as you see me have. Put your hand in my side. Well, what's the matter with the women folk? Jesus just went into the heavenly holies of holies and presented his blood. She, she was an early riser, buddy. When Jesus came out of that tomb, man, he hollered at her, Mary. She was crying, going, oh, they're taking away the Lord. And Jesus said, who are you looking for? Oh, just tell me where he's at. Mary. And she grabbed him. Anyway, notice the point where he said, don't handle me. That's because of this purification thing. Hold on. Anyway. He came as high priest of a better system. He went into that greater, perfect tabernacle. Oh, that's a myth. It's not true. All this stuff was smoke and mirrors, this stuff. No, it wasn't. He's fixing to mention the red heifer. Watch this. Not made with, with man's hands or part of this world. And once for all, he took blood in that inner room. Oh, my goodness. The holy of holies, not the one down here, and sprinkled it on the mercy seat, which was made, the one down here was a copy of it. 
It was not the blood of goats and calves. No, he took his own blood with him by himself and made sure of our eternal salvation. Boy, it was, ah, my goodness, look at this. And if under the, here it is, under the old system of blood and bull, blood of bulls and goats and the ashes, that's it right there. Let me switch to the King James right here. Was it verse 13? Yeah, verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer... That's what that story was about. If that, let's go back to the Living Bible. Okay. If that alone, if that ashes of that heifer, remember, it, it would cleanse you. He said, and the ashes of young cows could cleanse men's body from sin. Wow. Just think how much surely the blood of Christ will transform our lives and hearts. His sacrifice frees us from worrying about how to obey all these rules and all this kind of, it's, it's out of the way now. It's complete. There's none of this. Well, I'm defiled till tomorrow. You're, we're, man, we're ceremonially pure right now. Ah, we're done. Let me, let's go back over here and pick up something. We'll stop. Very first psalm. Oh, the joys of those who basically, we just want to listen to what the Lord says. Their delights in doing everything God wants them to. Day and night, they're always meditating. This is, this is today. Uh, this, we don't wait for years from now. This is now. Look at this. They're like trees along a riverbank bearing luscious fruit each season. Their leaves shall not wither and all they do shall prosper. Amen. Now when you get out of this room, you should be thinking about everything I do is going to prosper. Jesus has already been to the Holy of Holies. I don't have to deal with this red heifer anymore. Praise the Lord. Every, I, although during that time I could have been cleansed from every sin. I had to work on that. And just, but the Levites handled that for me. They would have said, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. go back to the red heifer there. <laughs> and I'd be oh yeah, right. And go wash up. Praise the Lord. And when Jesus turned the water into wine, those were those purification pots right there. Anyway, Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, the Lord. Praise God. Jesus has set us free. We've got these blessings, the blessings of being blessed. The windows of heaven are opened up. Praise God. So if we're having trouble financially, you'll fix it. Hallelujah. Glory. If we're having trouble with our bodies, we're not feeling good, something's wrong, you'll fix that too. Praise the Lord. There's nothing that would stop that. And if it's something we didn't even mention today, but it's something heavy on our heart, Lord, you'll get us out. We're more than conquerors. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to leave details about how you've helped us while we tell others about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. I owe you all 10 minutes. I didn't mean to go that far. Yes. Praise the Lord.